Welcome to the Doghouse. I'm Diana. And I'm David. It's Riverdale Season 3, Episode 20, Chapter 55, Prom Night. Betty takes matters into her own hands after learning some unsettling news about her father. Mary grows concerned by Archie's desire to take boxing to the next level. I don't know what's happening anymore. I, this, this is a show where only Betty gets to have a story. <laughs> that isn't complete garbage, but still, what? I'm okay with what they're doing with Archie a bit because it's kind of triage at this point. It's, it's a little triage, but it's also like, okay, at least we're paying off some shit that we've put him through. And we're trying to somehow come to a resolution because we're going to have to figure something out next season at minimum. Yeah. But also, so our last episode, we were like, yeah, question, question, question. We got no answers. No answers. Did and that's we think we were going <laughs> to? No, but at this point, we should know who the Gargoyle King is. Yes. The audience should know. Of course we should. We should. Shoulda, shoulda, shoulda. All right. Recap that recap. Jughead escaped Kurtz and met the Gargoyle King. Veronica sold the White Worm for Pops. Cheryl can see Jason. Edgar wants to adopt the twins. Betty's dad got transferred to Riverdale. And there's been an accident. Mm. So we show up the first thing in this episode at the wreckage of that accident Betty and Veronica are there to survey the carnage. They head on over to Sheriff F.P. Jones, still with his arm in a sling. It's very Twin Peaks meets dubstep. Yeah, but we find out that everything was burnt to a crisp, but there were five inmates on the bus and one driver. That's how many heads they found. And that DNA test will confirm if we can't piece everyone back together. So apparently limbs are strewn everywhere, which I think we get a glimpse of like a hand or something. Like we get like a leg or something and Betty's just convinced that, you know, this is what my dad wanted. He planned this and he probably escaped. He could still be out there. Betty's panicking. Like she's not stupid. She's not assuming her dad's dead. She knows better. We head on over to the Andrews house and Mary is there because Luke Perry is dead. Mom! Apparently, a dad took his truck, so he's out of town. I'm fine with this. It's fine. I'm fine with this. This is a delay tactic while the writers figure out what they're going to do for season four. I genuinely feel like at this point, because I haven't seen too much written, and I'll be honest, I haven't looked for too much. I've just been trying to like, okay, let's just see what they actually end up doing. My feeling is that they don't want to make a permanent decision in show while they are all still writing this very emotional, traumatic event. Like, it's just it's just hard. I don't think there's any reason to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think this was a very easy way to acknowledge that he's not there. It's a Band-Aid. We're putting a Band-Aid on the situation. And that's fine. And deal with this final arc for Archie before we confront recasting or killing off the character one way or the other. Yeah, Mary's here. She wants to go get breakfast. Archie says, you know, he's got to go to the gym. Mary's like, oh, yeah, I heard you're taking up boxing. And Archie's like, yeah, did you? come here to talk me out of it and she says no it's just slow in chicago and i wanted to spend some time with my son no no we go over to the sisters of quiet mercy and alice is sitting at one of those desks getting ready to hold more interviews (laughs) and the first thing she says to betty rushing in have you come to steal more babies elizabeth (laughs) thank you i'm glad that alice is still survived in there somewhat you know she's still alice you're not going to get rid of that easily but Everything's just cool at the farm. Like, it's all good, right? This is just a thing. Even though this giant secret has been exposed. Mm -hmm. Betty is there to warn her mom that her dad is on the loose. 
Alice says the FP already called, but there were no survivors. And but he's like, well, Dr. Curdle Jr. hasn't identified the body. So we don't know that. And Alice just reiterates, this is what I mean about letting go of your past. Stop indulging in these morbid delusions that your serial killer of a father is still somehow alive. And Betty notices, did you get a tattoo? And yes, Alice has an infinity tattoo that apparently Edgar asked her to get and she considers an engagement ring. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, okay, gross. But also you can clearly see Mansion Amick's actual arrow tattoo on her other arm. Not to mention, we know she has a serpent tattoo. So Betty, why are you acting like this is the first tattoo your mother's ever gotten? <laughs> Come on now. We go over to the Jones house and Jellybean is all sullen. She's all sad. Jughead shows up. It's like, how are you doing? You mean considering that mom abandoned me? And Jughead, she didn't abandon you. Actually, mom leaving town is probably the most selfless thing she's ever done. Truth. Truth. And Jughead's like, I'm glad you're here. Just don't play J&G. And Jellybean lets it slip that... She used to play in costume. So Jughead asks a little bit more about this. And Jellybean says, you know, Ricky had the ears. I had a crown. And then there's the Gargoyle King, of course. To which Jughead's antenna goes straight up. Uh, I'm sorry, did you? You met the Gargoyle King? And Jellybean lets it also slip that they were trying to find the gospel. That was their next quest. That is where the Gargoyle King keeps all his secrets. And now Jughead has a new lead. And Jughead needs a new dye job, because in this scene, you can see his roots. <laughs> we head on over to the El Royale gym. Archie and Mad Dog are sparring. Veronica's there with an application for Archie for a regional classic. blah body blah Your mom and your dad have to sign off so we can make the deadline. This will jumpstart your boxing career. Fangs pops in, dripping wet. Hey, guys, Old Faithful just opened up in the locker room. I think a pipe burst. Things is completely soaked. Yep. Super hot. Mm-hmm. Archie's, you know, I'll fix it. <laughs> Veronica. So you're a plumber now? She tells him to bring in a professional. And then she's like, you know, I've been meaning to talk to you. As your manager, this gym has charm to spare, but it could use an update. A little sprucing up. And Archie's like, with what money, Ronnie? Mm-hmm. Which is a reasonable question because Archie ain't got no dough. And apparently Veronica wants to diversify her portfolio. Barf. <laughs> barfity barf 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 we go over to the doghouse. hey i love these catch-ups and betty is just laying it out for the friends this can't be a coincidence he asked for the transfer and then his bus just burst in the flames he planned it veronica's just no i saw what was left nobody could survive that and betty's just like no but jack is trying to be reassuring and you know, she got the serpents and you have archie and his fight club buddies you have a veritable armada here to protect you. No. And then he says, you know, you can move back in with me and my dad. It's been a lot quieter since my mom's been gone. And Betty's like, oh. Archie asks how JB's doing. Shockingly well. And she's filled in some blanks. Apparently there's a gospel of the Gargoyle King. Betty rolls her eyes immediately. And we find out that FP has been sweeping Junkyard Steve's place because that's where he had been held by Kurt and Anne Walks Cheryl. Sorry to interrupt your no doubt thrilling catch up chums. But as you know, Junior Prom is this weekend. The theme is fire and ice. And naturally, Choni and I are campaigning to be the most captivating prom queens this school's ever seen. So it goes without saying, vote Choni for co-monarchs. Because when you really think about it, no other options make sense. (laughs) And of course, she leaves. And Jughead is slowly eating chips during this sequence. And it's just like, oh, God. Also, fire and ice. Thank you, Game of Thrones reference. 
Veronica, problems this weekend? We still do things like that here? <laughs> <laughs> to which Benny goes, apparently. And then, and then Jug, will you go to prom with me? She makes the biggest fake googly eyes ever. And Jughead returns with, only for you, Betty Cooper. And it's super cute and awkward, and they're all smoochy. And then Archie and Veronica, like, make faces and then avoid each other. Like, oh, no, we're not dealing with this right now. Nope, nope, no, nope, nope. Teenager things. Yay. Yay. More of this, please. Yes. Uh, Archie is boxing in his personal home bedroom gym. <laughs> and his mom brings him up a peanut butter and banana. Yummy. So he's made his room into his prison cell again, basically. Yeah, he did that a while ago. But he's kept it that way. Yeah, it stayed that way. It's just a little sad, I guess. It's really bleak in there. It's just boring. It's not <laughs> as sad anymore. Uh, and so Archie's asking her about the classic and signing the application and she's a big no 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 nope i didn't want you to play football and this is more brutal and archie's talks about i'm good at this and i was actually thinking about going pro <laughs> mary is just like i know you've been dealing with a lot but i'm not going to support you getting pummeled and she leaves look a smart parent hey it's a responsible adult has shown up into town to replace the other one thank you we can only have one at a time. Only one. So we head on over to a, a gun range where Betty is a good shot. Betty's got a gun. Oh, God. Phone call from Dr. Curdle Jr. He was able to work with a semi-intact hand, and it matches your father's DNA and fingerprints. So for good or bad, your father's dead. So she starts to tear up, but this is not a coincidence. We go back to the Jones house. Jughead's getting ready to leave. He gets a phone call and he's looking for Jelly Bean and it's FP on the phone saying, get over here to Junkyard Steve's. So we go to Junkyard Steve's and we find a creepy Blair Witch bus filled with talismans. Fun. Yay, creepy. Apparently this is where Kurtz and some of the other gargoyles were crashing and Jughead opens up a slit in one of the seats and finds the gospel. He hides it in his bag and continues to hide shit from his father. <laughs> Not That's necessary. so dumb. Not necessary. We go over to school and Archie, uh, my mom signed and I could enter the regional classic. You dumb boy. It's like, of course he forged that. Hello. That was my game in high school. <laughs> so Veronica's just talking about, okay, we'll get you in for the deadline. And Archie's kind of looking concerned. So Veronica says, you know, if you're not ready, we can send Mad Dog and you can just keep training and do it next year, which is a smart thing. Maybe. Yeah. And Archie's like, no, no, no. I'm ready. What are you doing for prom? She goes, I thought maybe we could go together as friends. And Veronica says, I would honestly love that, which is sweet. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm totally on board with this. They go over to the prom ticket table, which is being manned or womaned by Tony and Cheryl. And they're like, okay, prom tickets. I'm like, we'll take two. And Cheryl's like, well, 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 what was off is now back on. And she looks at Tony and says, you owe me a cherry phosphate. <laughs> <laughs> Veronica butts in, um, we're going as friends. In fact, we'll be paying separately. Whatever. Just remember to vote Choni for prom queens. Okay. Bye. So they leave and up comes Evelyn. Why is Evelyn allowed to be in the school? Doesn't everyone know that she is not a teenager? Seriously? What the actual fuck? They just disregarded the giant bombshell that they dropped last week. It's really just fucking dumb. Remember when I said Franken stories? Yeah. Yeah. Evelyn gets up in Cheryl's face. What are you doing? 
campaigning for prom queens is strictly forbidden. Tony's like, uh, what's up with that? The farm prohibits it because it goes against our strictures of equality. Remember? The one become many, the many become one. And Cheryl, aren't you like 30? How many proms have you been to? (laughs) And Evelyn is unfazed by this and just reminds her, this is a test. You can either be queens for one night or you can live in the glory of the farm for all eternity. Which would you prefer? To which Cheryl, being Cheryl, says, honestly, both. Cheryl's Cheryl-ness will save her from the cult. A little bit. Cheryl's always looking at what she can get out of something. So when it starts to conflict with what she wants, you got to go. Cheryl's Cheryl-ness may save us all once again. Oh, no, no. She should not be in a cult because nobody should be in a cult. But she constantly does horrible things and never pays the price. That's what I'm sick of. We go over to the serpent den and the murder board where Betty removes Hal's photo. But we see that all of the parents are on the board. We see Penelope, FP, Alice, they're all on the board. So that's, you know, that's been around for a while. Hmm. And Jughead's just reading through the gospel. There's a lot of mythical stuff in here, Betty. The Gorgoyles were thought to be evil spirits that lived in the clouds preying on people. And the Griffin Queen turned them to stone. And Betty, and I love, I love that they had this happen. She goes, Jug, all of this lore builds up the gargoyle to be some kind of supernatural creature. But this guy is just a serial killer, just like my dad. The Black Hood was flesh and blood. And so is the Gargoyle King, which means that he can die, which is a little dark. But it's also like, let's bring this back down to where it really needs to be. This is just an evil person. And all these rules and all this mythology isn't going to get you to the root of figuring out who this is. Yeah. So Jack can see that Betty is struggling. So, he, you know, it's like, we can take a break. But he says, no, I just want to see this through the end. Her phone rings and it's Dr. Curdle Jr. And he's got the results from Kurtz's autopsy. Don't you know that Betty hates breaks, Jughead? God, she has a task and she's going to complete it. Yes. Type A for the win. Go over to the Andrews house and Mary wants to talk to Archie. You know, she's like, I know you're upset about the tournament and I'm really happy that you found something you love. But I called a recruiter from the Naval Academy, an old friend of mine, and they have an amazing boxing program, even scholarships. So you could box and get an education. Thank you, responsible parent. We've not seen this before. Okay, we've not seen this before. Let me flip this around. Is this a fucking Navy recruitment ad? What the hell is this? I mean... I want to research it to figure out if this is real, because if it's not, what in holy hell did you come up with to Frankenstein this story together? I mean, I've heard of people boxing in different branches of the military. Whatever. I don't care. I like... That Mary is trying to be like, okay, this is the thing you want to do, but I still want you to get an education. She is trying to find a way to let Archie do the thing that he currently loves while also like protecting his future. She's being an involved and concerned parent. I like that Mary is doing that. Mm -hmm. I hate this weird ass excuse that the writers made to do it. I don't, whatever. I don't care. I'm fine with it. And also, if you choose to go into the military, thank you for your service. Indeed. For sure. Because as Mike Birbiglia says, if you weren't the troops, I'd be the troops and I would be the worst troops. Archie's just like, okay, yeah, I'll totally talk to the recruiter. Great. We go to the morgue and Dr. Curdle Jr. is showing us that Mr. Kurtz got some tattoos probably last month. And they're the same symbols that were carved into Ben, Dilton, and baby teeth. 
And Jughead's like, okay, these are the markings that you have to have in order to be sent to the kingdom. So maybe these tattoos are Kurtz's way of trying to slip his way in. Betty, of course, says, well, this is our new lead. I still want to know what those runes mean. I mean, they they shortcutted it. They mean you get to ascend. You have to have these symbols to ascend. We're good. We go back to the Andrews home, and now the recruiter person is there. She's known Mary since college. They were roommates freshman year at Sarah Florence. (laughs) (laughs) And so basically, it's a crazy physical education program that everyone has to be involved in. And it prepares you for life outside the gym. Over four years, you get an education, a college degree, and a job. Upon graduation, you serve five years active duty. That's pretty standard in military academies. So Mary's just like, okay, you'll have a career after this. And the recruiter is very like, yeah, but it's extremely competitive. So I want to see you in the ring. And Mary's like, yeah, Archie set up an exhibition match. And Archie says, yeah, I'll, I'll ask things. Friday evening, great. Jughead and Betty go to the tattoo shop and the guys instantly like, got IDs, you got to be 18 or over to get inked. <laughs> Thank you for reiterating that that's the law. <laughs> you have to be 18 to get tattoos. Probably wasn't necessary, but okay. I got mine on my 18th birthday. Go me. So they, they show him a picture of the tattoos with a $20 bill attached. Like, do you recognize these? The tattoo artist is like, yeah. Some kid came in asking for those two a few weeks back, showed me the designs, paid cash, just like the first guy. The first guy? There was a first guy? Yeah, about a year ago. The same tattoo to a different dude, same symbols, also on his back. So they are asking the obvious questions. They're like, I wanted to take photos of my finished work, but this guy would not let a camera anywhere near him. They ask what he looked like. Sandy hair, blue eyes. And Betty's like, weirdly magnetic? That's the guy. Mm-hmm. Thanks. And they go. So everyone here, like the obvious choices, of course, is Edgar. But my first thought was it's Chick and or Charles. And or Hal's evil twin. No. What if the brothers are killing together? Because Hal doesn't have sandy hair and blue eyes. So his twin wouldn't either. Hal does have blue eyes. No, he doesn't. He has green he does. eyes. The Black Hood had blue eyes. <laughs> Whatever. there's been so much retconning over the black hood i don't give a shit it's not the black hood the runes and the tattoos have nothing to do with the black hood currently i hope not chick has something to do with the black hood we know he does because the black hood went after him but charles smith i believe has something to do with the gargoyle king so that's why i think this that's who they're talking about I, I really don't know anymore. I have no idea where they're going with this. And speaking of alluding to Edgar, we go over to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, Edgar's office, and he is having a sit down with Sister Cheryl. He knows that she's been campaigning for prom queen. Cheryl tries to be like, hey, if I was the prom queen, I'd be standing on that stage, crown on my head, and I could use that platform to spread the farm's message. Edgar's just like, you know... Standing with us requires sacrifice. So if you can't let something as trivial as prom queen go, I'm afraid we can't have you speaking with your brother Jason any longer. I love that the, his first thing is, I'm taking away the thing that you love about this place. Control. Oh, yeah. Let's manipulate the followers. How do you do this, though? <sighs> How have we waited this long to show us this crap? Well, it took this long for us to know what they were doing. Charles instantly, you know, apologetic, desperate. Just, I understand. I'm done campaigning. Please just don't take Jason away. We go over to Pops, and Veronica is having a quick conversation with 
the bank lady. It's an appraiser. An appraiser, realtor. No question. This is a unique and handsomely maintained property, Miss Lodge. I have no doubt your loan will be approved. You're a fucking minor. You can't get a loan. No. Okay. And then Pops is like, tell me you're not selling. And she says, no, I'm going to get a loan to help Archie in his boxing gym. And Pops is like, I thought you and Archie. Oh, we're just friends, Pops. Friends and business associates. And Pops has concerned face. Mm -hmm. We cut over to the El Royale gym and... Archie is being weighed in by the boxing commissioner and he says, you're over by six pounds. You're not fighting. Archie says, I'll make weight. And the guy says, good luck by Friday. Like, wait, I thought it was Saturday. It was moved. Fights at four o'clock, but I can't let you in the ring with this weight. And Archie says, I'll be there minus six pounds. All right. (laughs) We head back to the serpent den and Betty gets all conspiracy nuts as she's and she adds Edgar to the murder board, which why wasn't he already on there? And she basically just explains how everything that they've figured out sounds like Edgar. Edgar is the Gargoyle King. He, you know, he may not have been there during Ascension Night, but, you know, her mom told him all about it. The year ago with the tattoos is about the time the farm showed up. Jughead's like, you know, I know that Edgar's messing with your family, but... And Betty's like, think about it. Edgar brought the Sisters of Quiet Mercy where the game originated. Both he and the Gargoyle King preached ascension. Both of them have followers that are easy to manipulate, and they're both really, really creepy. Yeah, because that's a good justification to think somebody's a murderer. I mean, it's just one more thing to add to the coincidence list, but there's only one way to settle this jug. And Jug is like, well, I can't argue with your logic. Like, the way she's piecing things together makes sense, but we know that's not how it's going to work out. This is Riverdale. It's bad detective work by Betty. She's better than this. <sighs> yeah. So Archie is jumping rope, like in a full swimsuit. Veronica comes in. It's like, um, I don't know if this is a cry for help or if you need to seriously refine your taste in athletic wear. <laughs> Archie's, I got to lose weight for Friday. Veronica's concerned. Archie says, I need you to give me a ride. I got to focus in the car. And Veronica says, Bleh. and so he's got the tournament and then an exhibition match on the same day. And Veronica says, absolutely not. You cannot do two fights in one day, which is correct. She's like, just invite your mom and recruit her to the tournament. And Archie says, that's the thing. My mom didn't sign the waiver. I did. I forged her signature. She doesn't want me to fight in the tournament. And AKJ Appa cannot say tournament. 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 Meat. <laughs> Sorry, Kiwi. Epic. You, you just dick. can't do it. Just It's just one of those words you can't do. <laughs> and so... He's got to give her a good show. And Veronica's like, I get it. I'll make sure you're back here in time. Ugh. First of all, you can't fight two fights back to back day to day. That's not possible. It takes months and months to get ready for a fight, especially a big one. Yeah. A tournament. Yeah. No. And if you're trying to drop weight or hit mm. weight patterns. Yeah. Like not not just this, but the original plan is stupid. There's no fucking way. Nope. We head on over to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy and they're in the meeting room and Edgar and Alice are holding hands and we have Edgar giving this explanation that many tribes, when their elders die, would consume their bodies to absorb their wisdom. So, ew, cannibalism. And in walks Betty and Jughead. How about you admit that you're the Gargoyle King? And (laughs) I love Edgar just goes, (laughs) he just rolls his eyes. But then he puts his hand on Alice's knee 
And Alice like, Edgar, I'm so sorry. It's all right, Alice. Clearly, whatever is on Betty's mind must be very important. Why don't you join us and we can unpack this obsession you have with the Gargoyle King? And Betty's just like, I have a better idea. Why don't you take off your shirt? Cool. <laughs> when they pan back to his face, it's one of the funniest things ever where he's like, huh? what is what? What is happening? It's a really genuine reaction from him. Like, do you see now why Chad Michael Murray it was a perfect casting for this role? Like, do you get it? I'm getting it. They're about to get it more when he takes off his shirt because he's Whoa. super hot. Yeah. Okay. He's gotten so much hotter with age. So not fair. Dudes get hotter when they get older. <sighs> <laughs> so Betty wants to see his tattoos. Edgar says, I do have a tattoo on my wrist. It's an infinity symbol, just like many of us here. So it matches the same one that Alice has. And Betty says, I want the runic symbols on your back. Edgar says, this is sublimation, Betty. But I have nothing to hide. Then prove it. So he takes off his shirt. He turns around. It's a very attractive looking man. There. Does that satisfy you, Betty? Ew. Okay. He's a hot dude of Riverdale because he's not really a dad. He is cut. And those words are creepy. Now we get a Rocky montage of training from Archie. Mm, sweaty boy time. And I have Tiger playing. Archie's just, you know, he's sparring. He's lifting weights. He's running. He's jump roping. He's getting in the ice bucket. He's checking his weight. He's doing it again. He's getting in the ice bucket. He's doing it again. It's just... And then Veronica, it's like, just under the wire. Let's go. So this was pretty much what we waited the whole season for, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Let me go over to the Blue and Gold office. Don't worry about it. It should be a relief that your mom's not marrying a second serial killer. Yay! Thank- line of the episode. Thank you, Jughead. If not Edgar, then who? If we're going to catch the Gargoyle King, it's got to be on his own terms. Jughead's just like, I think there's a ritual in the gospel that can help invoke him. So blah 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 they're going to trap him at the prom. And we think we're going to have Betty play the Gargoyle Queen. Because he's not going to ignore his own rules, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Jughead. And Betty's like, so what if we do all of this and the Gargoyle King still doesn't materialize? Jughead says, then the junior prom is just another horrible mainstream school event that we'll have to endure. True. It's true. Speaking of which, who is the chair of the prom committee? Dum-ba-da-bum. They're in the hallway at the prom table. Hi, Cheryl. And Cheryl is mopey. She has got her head in her hand and she is so bored with all of this. We had an idea to run by you. Like, we realized the prom's theme, Fire and Ice, was decided months ago, but frankly, people don't know what that means. So what if we specify the theme a little bit? Maybe call it something like the Renaissance or Medieval Times. These are the dumbest names ever. So is Fire and Ice. And Cheryl's like, sure, whatever. Cheryl, did you hear anything we said? Yes, and for all I care, change the theme, make everyone wear chainmail and corsets, turn the photo booth into pillory, hand out turkey legs. What does it matter if I'm not going to be queen? And she just walks off. <laughs> she is not interested in any of this anymore. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Indifferent Cheryl is hilarious. And Jughead and Betty are like, I, I, I can't believe that just worked. That was way easier than we thought it was going to be. Okay, okay, let's go. Let's go. It's, it's adorable. <laughs> we head on over to Veronica's really fancy fucking car. Where the fuck did she get that car? Uh, with what money? I, this is all stupid. Um, but Archie has been beat the fuck up. This yeah. is after the tournament. He can't walk straight. Yeah. And he's just like, all right, let's go. I don't want to lose two fights in the same day. And Veronica's like, um, no, you're not doing this. You look like you've been hit by a truck. Archie's just like, no, I don't want to disappoint my mom. 
Veronica's like, I will get her to reschedule. You can't. She's leaving. Then I'll tell her to come back. My persistence is stronger than your uppercut. I'll go first to smooth out any ruffle feathers. And Archie just looks so sad and pathetic. He's like, I don't I don't want to deal with any of this. We go over to Archie's gym and Fangs is like punching. He's like, where's Archie? I'm going cold in here. <laughs> I love you, Fangs. I love you, Fangs Fogarty. Fangs, is, he's becoming an adorable piece of comic relief and I am here for it. And? And so hot. He is so hot. And he's just adorable. Mm-hmm. He's hot and adorable. That is the best place to be. Right? I know. Veronica comes in and is like, Miss Andrews, Counselor Rivers, I presume. I'm sorry to have kept you waiting, but Archie's not going to be able to make it. We think it's food poisoning. And then Archie comes hobbling up. I can fight. I can fight. I can still do it. Are you out of your mind? I'm fine. And he starts to get into the ring and he trips in on the ropes and is basically knocks himself out. We go back to school. We're in a classroom. It's the serpents and the poisons. We have a proposition for you. The pretty poisons don't take orders from you. Please, Peaches. She has an official name. Hey. I, I knew it from the credits, but okay, it's officially Peaches. We're talking about a prom night truce. So they explain this is what they want them to do. Once they start announcing the prom queen... They want them to lock the door so that the Gargoyle King will be in there. And they think he might be in costume, but maybe not. But he's going to have some sort of kingly signifier like a crown or antlers. And he's going to make a move after Betty is crowned prom queen. So let's end this nightmare once and for all. And so they have the cheesy hands in moments. And who are the rest of these people? Wait, where's James? I want to know which kid is named James. I don't know. We cut to Archie waking up on the couch at his gym. And Mary's like, ha <laughs> ha. Nice and slow, you took a fall there, kiddo. That's what happens when you try to fight two matches in one day after starving yourself for a week. And she's like, you know, I asked Veronica to give us some space so we can talk about what's really going on with you. And Archie says, yeah, I shouldn't have double booked. And Mary's like, yeah, you shouldn't have forged my signature, lied to me. You're risking your health. And to what end? And Archie says, mom, I want to be a boxer. And you were so excited about the recruiter that I wanted to give your way a shot. But I don't want to join the Navy and I don't want to go to college. It's a losing battle for me, which is true. Like school has not gone well for Archie. Not right now. Like he tried music and he had sex with his teacher. (laughs) He was statutorily raped by his teacher. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is just not great. Like he tried being, you know, the errand boy for Hiram Lodge and he went to prison. And then he gives this such dumb line he says i want to see how far these fists can take me i want to fight and mary's like you know you're 17 years old and you're thinking about tomorrow and i'm thinking about the rest of your life thank you she gets up and she leaves we go to pops and veronica's all dressed for the prom and renaissance wear and she's putting up a sign on the bonnui and she says i'm closing all my regulars we're going to be at the prom pop says a few months back i found out something i should have told you and you're going to want to sit down for this Hey, I thought Pops was going to tell her that he was, like, dying. (laughs) I wasn't expecting the nonsense garbage bullshit we get. Uh. So we're over to school, and we see Fangs and Kevin get a prom photo, and it's the best! They're so cute! I love it! Okay. Yeah. This whole damn prom is my favorite thing ever. Okay. They are in Renaissance wear. Uh Uh-huh. But somebody, whoever the DJ is, is playing super deep 80s cuts uh-huh. that are, like, amazing. Mm-hmm. I love everything about this prom. 
Here's what I'll say about this prom. With the exception of changing the theme last minute and everyone being appropriately dressed. Yeah. It's a pretty realistic prom. Oh, yeah. It's in the gym. It's got minimal decorations and minimal food and just music. For a junior prom, like my senior prom was a much bigger deal. It always is. But for a school dance, this is pretty good. Pretty good. I I give them props for having a realistic prom dance on TV. So Betty and Jughead show up. And Jughead is totally dressed like... He's a Targaryen from Game of Thrones because he's got a dragon, a gold dragon on a black pattern. It's like, just be Game of Thrones already. Go in, Hellcaster. <laughs> She's like, lead on, Hellcaster. So they go over to Peaches, who's manning the voting booth and like, okay, how's it going? Lackluster, but you're running unopposed. So Betty lays down a bunch of fake votes for herself. Well, we want no surprises. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, then they're just, talking about all right so far so good everyone's in place we're just waiting for the gargoyle king to make his move should we dance while we wait for him before your coronation your majesty mm-hmm. yes so they go to dance cute i'm gonna cut to veronica and archie and they're reminiscing a little bit from back to school dance to the junior prom how much has changed some things are still the same like my father and archie's like okay what's wrong we find out that veronica doesn't own pops or the bon Hiram switched and gave her a fake deed. So she's lamenting that every dime she made this year, she put back in the business, which means she's basically been working for her father. I don't know where to start with this bullshit. So we went through all of this garbage (laughs) this whole season to wind up exactly where we were before. In the middle of last season, which was pure garbage pure garbage not only did we do that but just logistically this is so dumb how did you not figure that out it's a fake deed that's not how deeds work that's not how they work that's not how How, you exchange this shit and you've gotten been getting all these loans you wouldn't have been able to get all these you would have found out in that process that your deed was fake you're a 17 year old person yeah did you go to the dumb lawyer who's basically running grifts for your mom and dad? Sourberry. And, and told you that it was fine to do? This makes no logical sense in any universe. So, writers, you're fucking dumb and you don't know what to do. And you no. Just, this is just your excuse to wedge Archie and Veronica back together, which also I don't appreciate. Because it could have just happened. I know. I'm fine with them working together, being at school. That's just like... Be in the next musical together and you just hang out and you get over your stupid shit. You grow up. That's how people get back together. This is stupid. So yeah, she's going to take down her dad. Archie's, you're going to help me? Hell yeah. Stupid boy. (laughs) We cut over to Cheryl and Tony. They're dancing. And Tony's like, I'm sorry you won't get to be prom queen, babe. I know it's important to you. It's okay, TT. Edward gave me something better than queenship. Humility. To which I just wrote, oh, fuck no. There's nothing humble about that girl. Even Tony goes, you can't mean that. No, you're right. I can't. And I don't. And suddenly being a farmy is making a lot less sense to me. Yay! Somebody's escaping the cult. Well, she's always in it for herself. And Tony is only in the farm for Cheryl. So they're going to leave. So Betty goes to get some punch and a masked dude comes over. Are you the Griffin Queen? This is for you. Who sent this? I got it from a druid who got it from a centaur who got it from someone else. Betty opens it. 
To Her Majesty the Griffin Queen, you've been summoned to a place where the first Ascension Night was held. Come alone, tell anyone, and every reveler attending the festival tonight will pay the price. Should we know this guy who brings the note to her? I don't think so. It's just supposed to be a rando? I could see that being Chick. Nah, that we would know that it's Chick. I feel like the voice would give it away, but I think it's just a random role player. I could see it as Charles hiding in plain sight. Maybe, but then who's in the gargoyle suit? And who's the black hood? Exactly. Well, I think it's Sal Hal's the evil twin. I don't know yet. <laughs> we'll find I, out. The, ev- the, the second evil twin is, I just, I just feel like it's going to happen. Oh. It's just going to happen. Okay. So Betty goes because duh. And it's announcement time. And as the teacher lady is announcing that Betty Cooper is the prom queen, we see the serpents and the pretty poisons with their arrows <laughs> locking the doors and guarding them. Okay, cool. So they're, they've put the plan in place. But the plan has been compromised. Because where is Betty Cooper? Apparently there's a cut scene of Cheryl Blossom accepting the crown. Which is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, I saw one of the writers on Twitter said that they had to cut it for time. So I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to see that scene. So Betty's walking down the hallway and she sees the bathroom. And as she's walking down the hallway, we flash to the images of her playing Alice in the Midnight Club doing the same thing. Parallel storytelling. Cool. So she goes in the bathroom it's all graffitied, and then there's the chalices on the sink, and she just goes, not going to happen. Love it. The lights go out, and then we just have the emergency red lights. She goes in the hallway. She sees the Gargoyle King, and she just starts walking towards him. I did what you asked. I came here alone, and she pulls out a gun, and then she hears the little low growl from the Gargoyle King. What do you want, and who are you? And then the Black Hood comes and knocks her over. Spears are right in the side. Well, we see both the Black Hood and the Gargoyle King. Black Hood now has a hook on his left hand. And so she <laughs> runs into a classroom. She sees a dead body, which I cannot tell who it is. At fir- when I first watched it, even the second time, it looks like Evelyn, but I know it's not Evelyn. But who is it? It's a rando, it's, I it's, think. It's a student. Yeah. A dead student. So the Black Hood's crawling at the door comes in they knock shit over he's trying to claw her she's yelling dad why are you doing this dad you don't want to do this she's able to knock him over the head with a bust they're running down the hallway the black hood is using his claw on the lockers betty goes into a locker room she starts turning on the shower she sees a dead body in one of the stalls a dude so that's creepy black hood's still following her she kind of gets behind him and is able to hit him over the head with a hockey stick and, you know, he just keeps chasing her and they're fighting. And finally, she runs into the closet under the stairs, the one that Jughead used to live in. And she turns around and there's a headless body. So she starts screaming. She's holding the door shut. He's trying to get he gets it open enough to get the claw in a little bit and try and get at her. But he doesn't get her. And then all of a sudden it stops. And then there's knocking. and a jug- Betty, it's Jughead. She opens the door and she's sobbing and screaming. Did you see him? Did you see him? Who? The Gargoyle King? No, the Black Hood. The Black Hood is back, Jug. So we have a commercial break. And then we're in the principal's office with FP. And she's like, it was a setup jug. The gospel that we found, the proclamation, it was all to get me alone with my dad again. You know, I can't believe none of us saw this coming. The return of the Black Hood. Now we have two serial killers running around, possibly working together, and both of them outsmarting us. Well, so. Okay. So that happened. Mm-hmm. We are at the Andrews house. And Mary is, you know, she's just like, you know, it's really horrible what happened at the dance. Archie says, I can't believe this was all going on while we were in the gym. Mary says, I'm going to stay in Riverdale a little longer. I don't want you alone while your dad's away. 
Archie says, I'm going to go run if that's cool. Mary's like, you're really committed to this, aren't you? And Archie goes, I tried music. I tried football. And Mary says, well, you know, the world is a scary place. Maybe it's not such a bad thing for you to know how to fight, how to defend yourself. (laughs) And if this is your path, I want to support it so long as you do it right. And Archie's like, I promise, Mom, no more crash diets, no more double bookings. Will you help me convince Dad? No. It's sweet. It's sweet. I like it. Again, I, I like how they're dealing with it because we know this was the first one where they, they he was gone. This is the first one they started filming when he was gone. Yeah. And so like I'm trying not to read in too much to the performances because you know there's just that tinge of this hurts. They've left it open to deal with however they need to deal need with to, it. Yes. And that's all that matters right I'm, now. I'm standing by my I really want them to recast Fred. I know. I know. That, that's that's I still feel like that's the best option for the character of Archie. If they can find somebody who can pull it off convincingly. Great. We're at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Alice is doing a puzzle and Betty rushes in. What are you doing here? Mom, listen to me. I was right. Dad escaped. He's back. I saw him. No, they confirmed he's dead. No, he survived. He chased me during prom. He's killing people again. Alice is just completely in denial. I left that all behind. And Betty just grabs her arms and says, you have to deal with that. Dad is back. And I think he's coming here next. I was like, Why? Because I told him about your engagement to Edgar and how he plans to adopt the twins and he got really upset. Now Alice is pissed. Why are you talking to that monster? And I love, I love Betty's response. Because he fooled me. What do we do? Mm -hmm. She is panicking. Betty doesn't panic very often. So now she's panicking. She does not know what to do. And Edgar's standing by the door and he says, you stay here. Our walls are strong, Betty. And our members stronger. Let the farm protect you. Both of you. Will you stay? And we have this turn and we zoom in on Betty and she just starts shaking her head. Yeah. Riverdale. Yeah. There's no other option. Fuck, fuck. She might be able to get two birds, one stone here. I can see see it working in Betty's. Okay, it is safer here because it's a bigger place and there's lots of people here. Also, if the Black Hood and the Gargoyle King aren't the same thing, if they're not connected, maybe I can suss one out with the other. And maybe in the meantime, I can convince some of these farmies to get the fuck out of here. I can figure out what it is they're doing. How are they doing this, you know, thing? It's nuts. Nuts. There's no way the Black Hood is how. It's not. It's his twin brother. So there's there's like five different things that went on in my head. Uh-huh. One idea that I think about now is Charles and Chick have teamed up to okay. take on the dad mantle. Okay. There is the twin theory. There is also this theory in my head that this moment here is a setup to scare Betty. Oh, yeah. And that this is a setup by the farm to drive her into the farm. I could believe that. But the thing that keeps getting me is why the hook? Why all of a sudden do we have a hook? Oh, of course. And somebody cut off their own arm to make the hook, I'm sure. But what what makes me think there's no way it's Hal is because if she was yelling, Dad, Mm -hmm. Hal doesn't want to kill her. He wanted to draw her in. But is the Black Hood trying to kill her? Is he just trying to capture her? We don't know. I know. And so that's why I think think it's Evil Twin. Evil Twin Sal. Or did Evil Twin go to jail and Hal's been on the loose this whole time? Maybe. That would be weird. That wouldn't make as much sense. But again, why was Hal so pissed off about the whole twins getting adopted? Because he didn't really care about her marrying Edgar. If our intro sequence in the recap talks about the fucking twins bit again, we know for certain they're going to bring this up one way or the other. Yeah. 
because that was a huge fucking deal in the first season. All right, let's go do the next time on. Okay. Well, Ethel's back with some information. She's finally useful. <laughs> oh, God. So Jughead says that's not possible. And I think that's because she's saying this is Charles Smith. Wild ass theory. It's F.P. Jones. No. It's entirely possible. Okay. We just, we lost Luke Perry. You're going to assassinate the other guy who finally turned good? Fuck no. If this he wants bullshit. to get written off the show, they could. There's no way Ski Ulrich wants to be written off the show. No. There's no fucking way they would pull that now, especially with how much heat he has for being so hot. Everybody loves him. But they've done weirder shit before. Okay. So we got that. Betty's in the farm. Everyone thinks she's cuckoo. And they're trying to indoctrinate her. She's getting hypnotized, it looks like. She's getting dragged at some point. Veronica's going to be singing at the nightclub. Uh, Archie's going to fight Hiram. What the fuck? (laughs) I mean, okay. Mark Consuelo's hot, like shirtless and sweaty. I'm here for it. He's a very attractive man. I love the idea of them fighting. Sure. I like the idea of them boxing because we know they've wrestled. But it's like, we've done this story already. Why are we doing it again? It's the last battle. garbage that's game of thrones it's not this bullshit (laughs) fuck you are not gonna fill the void of game of thrones riverdale so stop it unless this is how we somehow kill hermione off how does she i'm so mad (laughs) Um, i already hate next week's episode and i haven't even seen it (laughs) Uh, also also i still don't think they're gonna tell us who the gargoyle king is i think jughead will know but i don't think they're gonna tell us I think there's a good chance that internally they know, but they're not going to reveal it until the end of the fucking finale. I have a feeling this is going to, Diana's going to be like Diana was at the end of season three of The Walking Dead and I started throwing things. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get very physical in my responses to television shows. Like I'll cry or I'll laugh. But the end of season three of The Walking Dead, I legitimately threw things at the television, got up and started yelling because i was pissed it took a couple of days before you finally cooled off on that one i was so angry i was violently angry and i have a feeling we're gonna see a return of that again we might i almost don't want to watch it during the day i just want to wait so you can record my instant reaction like in real time (laughs) that would be funny that that would be entertaining for sure maybe maybe i'll time it so i can watch it and then I can record myself personally my instant reactions. <laughs> I might I might have to do that just to see if it's really that bad. Put a teaser out for everybody I, to hear. We may have to do that. That may end up being our drive-through episode for next week. <laughs> that would be awesome. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Well, if you want access to that drive-through episode, you can go head on over to Patreon at patreon.com slash Macintosh and Mod, because this is on the Macintosh and Mod Network. Over there at the $2 and up a month level. You get access to all of our exclusive content, which includes the Friday instant take drive through episodes, as well as all of our coverage of the chilling adventures of Sabrina. When this comes out, the first episode of season two will have been released on Patreon. And, you know, it has all of our season one coverage. So if you are interested in hearing more from us, you can go over there and sign up for that. There's some unlocked episodes already if you're interested in checking those out. Yeah, if you want to give it a little sample, I believe we have episodes one through four. 
of the first season out. We also have, I believe, the Equestria Girls Rainbow Rocks episode is available to you. Yes, that was one of our favorites, as well as a smattering of movies that are tangentially related. So check it out. Yeah. All right. Until next time. Hashtag Go Bulldogs. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.